Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his wife. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! It's showtime. 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 It's showtime. Showtime! And now, here is your host, Warwick Merry. Welcome back to another episode of the Get More Success Show. I am thrilled today to be talking to the huntress herself. That's right, the happiness hunter, the lovely Fiona Redding. Welcome to the show, Fiona. Why, thank you, Warwick. It's lovely to be here. Now, the happiness hunter, straight away, I'm picturing Cupid with bows, arrows, nets, that kind of stuff. Tell me a little bit about what is the happiness hunter and what does it mean to be the happiness hunter? So, the happiness hunter is a the person I've become, I suppose, on the journey that I've been on over the last three years particularly. But basically the idea of the happiness hunter was I was in, just completely disconnected from myself and from the purpose of my life and what I was here to do and all of that stuff. And I was kind of, I don't know, I, I, I just knew that there was more and I didn't really know how to find that, you know. And so I started on this massive odyssey of self-discovery really and that was when I started giving up drinking and I left my partner and I started a new business and I don't know I was just like it's not it all feels a bit empty and it was like there's got to be more so that was kind of how it started it just started as going for a walk and connecting with other people um, after I'd gotten really kind of disillusioned with the traditional business networking approach and I wasn't exercising and you know life just wasn't great and I was like there's got to be another way and so that's really how the happiness hunter was born i was deeply unhappy and i just wanted to be happy all right so obviously you've you know you felt the unhappiness you're thinking there's got to be more so you were questing for success so to speak or hunting for success so that opens us up to the question i like to ask everyone on the show how do you currently define success and feel free to break it down into personal and business because there are different sort of variations but how do you as the happiness hunter define success well, I really think that success or a successful life is when we are living, you know, a balanced life across all the different areas of our lives, that we know who we are and where we want to go and how we want to be in our life. We're really clear on our values and our decision-making framework and we're being good people and we're showing up every day in our lives and we're taking responsibility for our lives and we're being empowered in our decision-making. And I think that, to me, is a successful life because when we are doing those things and honouring the truth of who we are, that kind of flows on into every area of our lives, including our businesses. And when we are in business or, you know, working in a job or anything like that, you know, that is just an extension of us and it's all our life. So I, my personal philosophy, I suppose, is that when we are, you know, truly connected to our heart and to the core of who we are and the truth of who we are, that's when we achieve success in our lives, when we stop sort of shooting for goals and things necessarily that are external to us, but that they become the goals that we set once we know who we are. Right. So you've obviously, um, you know, you've gone through a massive transition and a, a self-discovery. As you say, you uh, left your partner, stopped drinking, started doing some exercise. Uh, and Because uh, you've, you've also got a child as well, so leaving your partner wasn't just a very easy, yep, right, you're out of here, there's... There was I've got two. I've got two, two. Kids. So yeah, no, I've got two kids. And the other thing is also too, it wasn't so much starting exercise, it was finding the way 
to build that into my life in the structure of the life that I was experiencing at that time because I'd always exercise, but I used to exercise on the commute to and from work. And then I had kids and then I started my own business and the only time that I had to exercise was when they were at creche. So I had to find a way to build it into my life. That's what I mean in terms of, you know, I really had to rethink and reimagine my life. Yep. Um, so when I actually left my partner, my daughter was nearly two yep. and my son was nearly four. So they were tiny kids and I left him yep. and um, there was a whole host of other issues around that as well. But at that time, I realized that I needed to become completely empowered in my life and to take responsibility for where I had found my life at that point in time and you know, to completely accept responsibility for it. So that I was the only one that could, you know, define success, um, determine what my life experience was going to be, but that I had to kind of create that myself. And now I'm actually living that life that I envisioned and believed in and had faith in three years ago that actually was just literally a figment of my imagination. At so, so tell me, life. what is that life? You know, you've created this life. What is it? So it's just, I have complete freedom. <laughs> like, I mean, to me, success is freedom, you know, and yeah. Not just financial freedom, but emotional freedom, mental freedom. You know, like I'm not um, constrained by my thoughts anymore, and you know, my emotions don't rule my life. You know, I'm I'm learning how to be more mastered, I suppose, in the approach to my life within my thoughts and my feelings, which is basically what kind of determines our reality. My my like in terms of what I do for my work, I just feel like I'm the most blessed person in the entire universe. You know, like. I'm talking to you about what I do. You're on our podcast. I've got a podcast called Business Addicts, which is basically just where I get to talk to awesome people every day, you know, once a week. It's it's opened up amazing opportunities um, for both Lauren and I, who I do the podcast with, and of course you're also on that. And then with the Happiness Hunter, like, you know, I'm getting to help people become better people. Like every day I'm my my work has a positive impact on the world around me and my kids are really happy. I have an excellent relationship with my ex. Um, I've got a really good relationship with his new partner. We spent Christmas Day together. I'm really, I'm the fittest and healthiest and happiest I've ever been. You know, I've just kind of let go of how I think my life is meant to be lived and just enjoy the living of it. So give us a rundown. What's a standard week for you? Because you've got a lot of your happiness hunter walks built into the yep. week as well, and they're now happening all over Australia, if not further out. So give us a run there. What's an average week? So an average week is normally um, on a Monday. So I've got my two kids, so I'm their sole carer pretty much. So school drop-offs and all school pickups, and we have I have got a wonderful mother who assists me and an amazing dad, and we've got this thing called the fourth school and after-school care, which is like the best thing ever. Yep. And um, because of... I guess what's happened over the last years, I've got my kids are very resilient and they're very adaptable to change and they're very um, fluid in, you know, we have a lot of flexibility in the way we can operate our lives, you know. Yeah. Um, so we'd, I don't have like a gen- standard week as such and that's one of my kind of goals for this year is to become a little bit more um, sh- uh, scheduled, I suppose, in what I'm doing. Um, but out of necessity, I've kind of had to be very flexible with kids and stuff but they're both at school this year mm-hmm. so on a monday we normally do podcasting or i just catch up on stuff i catch up on my life you know just the general admin stuff um on a tuesday wednesday thursday and friday we've got walks every day i've just launched the leadership program on tuesday this week so i've got 14 happiness hunter leaders who are all part of the happiness hunter who are now forming part of the leadership program and they will host the walks and be mentored by me and be part of 
an amazing um, leadership program which has been put together by Sharma Bola. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also, that's a program that we also sell through the Happiness Hunter as well into corporate. So, so is that like is it like a, a franchisey kind of model thing or it's just like you've got people who are leaders and part of their responsibility is to, to host these walks? In exchange for leadership training and exploring okay. and a Happiness Hunter business network as well because all the leaders are in business. Yep. So, or in most of them are in business or are in senior corporate roles, basically. So mm. that's, I think, how that's going to roll out. So there's two levels of kind of Happiness Hunter program. There's the boot camp and then there's the, um, there's the online component, I should say, and then there's the the leadership program, which will be global. So I'm really unbelievably excited about that. So that's been a massive success for me this week, uh, Warwick, to launch that because I've had a couple of false starts on that, yep. and uh, which has, you know, been a fantastic opportunity for learning. It just wasn't quite the right time, but this week it was. And so basically what that means is I can now step away from the walk. So we're going to be launching another six walks over the next two months mm-hmm. in Melbourne, mm-hmm. um, possibly one up in Sydney. But as we kind of get the model right and all the it's going to be completely systemized here. So basically the leaders just have to literally turn up and run a walk. Right. Literally, that's all they'll need to do. Yep. But this is where we're really going to start shifting this, um, I guess, the dialogue around, you know, we're all too busy to exercise. It's like, no, we're actually not. This is people running extremely successful businesses who are, you know, being of service half a day a week um, to a bigger community, the Happiness Hunter community, but also doing something that's really good for themselves. And in exchange for that, networking with amazing, amazing people and getting leadership, world-class leadership training. So I'm building a new business model, basically, Warwick. Yeah, and and because... it's not just going for a walk, is it? Like there's yeah. some amazing conversations yeah. and, and things that happen during that process. Yeah, and definitely. And like the whole idea of it is that it's about making us in our lives the number one priority. So yeah. there is actually nothing more important than our mind kind of body-spirit connection because when we have that, when we're solid in that, this is what I was saying before about, you know, the success flows on into every other area of your life because if you're integrated and balanced within yourself, then by law literally by universal law that is going to be mirrored back at you in everything that happens in the world around you and that's basically what you're going to be putting out and that's basically what you're going to create so the idea of the walks is about you know you know Stephen R. Covey yeah yeah so he's got the seven habits of highly successful people and the idea of the happiness hunter is very much modeled on that idea where um it's really about the um you know physical mental spiritual social emotional kind of connection and the walks provide that so they're in beautiful natural locations they're in a beach or by a river or up a mountain or whatever they're um it's just space to connect with yourself with other people with nature to just kind of be still but moving you know it's this idea of stillness and movement in the same moment and i actually found this research from i can't remember what university it was i've got it somewhere where they basically um, said the best thing that we can do for our mental and emotional well-being is a group walk in nature, like a, a walk in nature with other people. So right. Happiness Hunter kind of does that yeah. through our walks. And what actually also happens is the idea is that it's a space for us to be really genuinely supported as human beings in our lives. And one of the core values of the Happiness Hunter is actually reciprocity, you know, this idea of actually giving first with no expectation of anything in response. So basically what happens when everybody's coming into this Happiness Hunter community with this genuine desire to help other people, and it's a genuine desire to help other people ahead of themselves, you know, to truly be a service to their fellow human beings, 
unbelievable, magical, miraculous things are happening. And, it, you know, any collection of people is a network, Warwick. It doesn't have to be specifically a business network or a mum's in business or a, you know, CEO's business network or whatever. It's any collection of people is a network and we all have so much to offer, you know, whether we're in business, whether we're an employee, whether we're a stay-at-home parent or we're a retired general manager or whatever, like, why can't we all just get together and, you know, help each other in our lives with our completely different perspectives and viewpoints and backgrounds and understandings. And that's the idea of the Happiness Hunter. It's literally about building a community, a connected community in our increasingly disconnected world. And one of the outcomes of that is if you are in business, it's also a business network. So you're talking about you're getting some of the incredible results and amazing hookups and all that sort of stuff. So what are some of the examples of things that have happened because of the Happiness Hunter and, and the walks and the other things that you do? So one of the ones that I could talk to you about right now is the leadership program that's between Sharma and I. So Sharma and I met about two years ago at a networking thing and she really liked what I was doing. Like She liked, she liked the idea of it. She was a mum with three kids or she's pregnant at stage with her second. She really liked the idea of what I was doing. So she started coming on the walks and she, initially she was like, I'll just do the walk when I've got time. And very quickly it became she needed to come every week because that's what happens. There's something about the energy of the walk. There's been such a powerful intention that's been set with the walks and with the happiness hunter about really helping us truly understand that happiness is our birthright. You know, we deserve to be happy. It's not something that we fit in around other stuff. It's not something that we make time for if we don't got time. It's actually the first priority. So anyway, we've been talking, she's been incredibly, obviously we've been incredibly supportive of each other. Sharma's actually did some um, analysis the other day. 50% of her new work leads have come through the Happiness Hunter Network. And it's wow. not a massive network at the moment, but it's growing. Mm. Um, but also, too, as a result of um, us walking and talking and developing this beautiful relationship and understanding more about each other and what we do and what our greatest strengths are, you know, like the zone of genius stuff and how we all complement each other, we've actually developed the leadership program, which Sharma's taking the lead on. So she is basically going to be one of the key players within the Happiness Hunter as it grows into a massive global organisation at the head of the leadership bit. And we're piloting this leadership program that's been developed, which is a, a, a kind of a collaboration between what she does with I4 Neuroscience um, model that she uses for HR. She's a global, she does corporate global change, basically, and she does right. a lot of methodologies and all the rest of it. She does this, it's like the leading neuroscience, neuroplasticity science, whatever, and that's been merged with the Happiness Hunter Seven Elements and the Happiness Hunter Program. And we've actually created a brand new program that doesn't exist anywhere else. It's been piloted through the Happiness Hunter Leadership Program yep. that we'll then take into corporates. Now, through that leadership program as well, who are also people that come on walks and are happiness hunters and, and understand the happiness hunter philosophy, we've got like um, a doctor of stress management. We've got um, a couple of mindset coaches. We've got um, a number of HR professionals that have... We have experience across the whole HR dynamic. We've got um, marketers. We've got all sorts, of, all sorts of people. So basically, the idea is that the Happiness Hunter is a, now a consulting group. And so, rather than getting a group of management consultants in, you get the Happiness Hunter to come in, and we will be able to get the right people in at each point of the process to help the organisation. But it will be a holistic solution across an organisation through an organisation, up and down between an organisation. So basically, as a result of coming on the walks and, you know, connecting with other people who are all trying to, you know, really show up in the world and be of service and make a change and do something really good and meaningful and purposeful with their lives, we all get to work together, which is much more fun than working on our own, and we get, we're get we going to be able to 
you know, affect massive change. So it sounds like you're almost you're creating a movement versus building a business. It's there's it sounds like there's a lot of great intention you've set, a handful of serendipity and just embracing opportunities as they come into the play. Yeah, basically just going with the flow and trusting holding the vision work and trusting the process. So I you know, I've had no attachment to any outcome. Yeah. Um the other thing is also too what we're finding across the network, because there's also as part of the happiness hunter, there's an online online community which you need to it's not a free group so walks so basically what kind of happened when I first started it I wasn't sure how the business model looked like you know I was trying to go through the subscription model is it a franchise model is it this and I just kind of got stuck in all the crap around that yeah and I was like hang on a minute and I just woke up one day and I was like the walks are free because it's about building community it's just literally about creating a space in this world that we're finding ourselves living in that is quite Honestly, where it's completely out of control. We've got no values. There's no kind of morals. Like, look at the leadership that's happening in this country. Look at the, the, what's going on with the movement of people around the world and how we're treating people. I know. And it's like, scary. some serious shit is going on. And I can't see, to be really honest with you, anyone that is actually addressing it in yep. any meaningful way. Yep. And that's going to be us. We're going to be doing that. So, there's a whole lot, a lot of, um, I'm just trying to gather the people at the moment, you know, and but in the process of gathering people create something of value and meaning. And the walks, like honestly, I worry. It, it, sometimes I just want to cry because what we're finding is the people are really disconnected that are coming. Um, they're, you know, lonely. We've got people with long-term illnesses. Not just those people, but there's a space where people can come and everybody's loved and welcomed and we walk at the pace of the people that can walk. And then also too, we've got these, amazing people that are like so bright and they're you know the refugees from the corporate sector and like we're all looking back into that going there's something fundamentally wrong here yeah. how what is happening to change this look at the leadership in this country alone not even globally what the actual hell is going on there so let's talk Seriously? a little bit. Let's, it's, let's uh, move away from the controversy of questioning no, no. the leadership. But no, but you're right. It's it's there is seriously like when we, we we are talking about success here and what is a successful life? And to me, a successful life is where I actually make a difference. Yeah, yeah. No. And part of that is challenging status quo. Oh, for sure. And and our status quo is drifting south at a very rapid rate or not. So, yeah. Um, and all we're doing is standing back and bitching and moaning about it. Worry. And waiting for someone else to fix it. Yeah. So, you know, kudos to you and your crew for, for getting out there and doing it. Um, I'm interested in your business model. You said uh, that it's evolving and you start with the walks are free and then there's uh, an online membership yep. portion or something? Yeah. So basically, like the beating heart of the Happiness Hunter is about service and contribution and community. Yeah. That is kind of at the business model. So rather than... You know, like the idea, like that we make our money and then we sort of develop philanthropic organisations and communities and stuff like that. I'm trying to say, well, how how about we rethink this and build that into the the core of the business model, yeah. right? So the core of the business model is actually about that, you know, like creating, doing something of meaning and value. And I'm using human capital to do that. Like I'm using human beings as being of service to actually build that. So we can actually run this whole program at hardly any cost. Yeah. basically, but in exchange for that, I'm delivering the leadership program, which is a day of my time a quarter. Yeah. Like, so it doesn't actually have to be a massive thing. And then the overheads are very low because the way I've kind of structured the back end. Yeah. And because out of necessity through my own kind of 
circumstances. I, you know, it was completely bootstrapped by myself and it's a very streamlined operation. So that's the kind of core of it. Then around that, we've got the boot, the online program, the component. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We also do coaching. Um, we offer healings as well. So we do like a lot of Reiki healings. Um, we look at different alternative modalities. We've got somebody who delivers EFT training. We've got meditation coaches. Um, so that's obviously all a paid um, service. Um, yep. I also do strategy coaching. I do um, business and life coaching. I've got a number of other coaches that are coming on board under that as well. So you'll be able to engage a happiness hunter provider, like a happiness hunter coach or consultant. Again, this will be work for people who are working within the community. So those people within the community don't have to do all their own marketing and networking and stuff. They can spend more time doing what they love and we're all kind of working under the Happiness Hunter banner and pushing that forward together yep. because together we're better, you know. Yep. So the Happiness Hunter is kind of a vehicle for a lot of us to go okay. through. So then um, we've obviously got the business consulting thing. I run retreats. We do leadership retreats. So we do individual retreats. We've um, run three and five-day leadership retreats. I run two-hour workshops, day workshops, three-day workshops. There's a whole lot of programs that we've got and are putting together, which, again, are being delivered or as programs that have been put together by other people. So literally we're just bringing together the best of the best in terms of the programs, in terms of the people to deliver them. So it's kind of like a consulting model as well. Right. And then, obviously, I do speaking, writing a book this year, and I've got the podcast. And the podcast is actually another great filter back into the Happiness Hunter as well. Yeah, so that's the Business Addicts podcast that you with Lauren Bartley. Lauren and Warwick Mary. Uh, I just do a little bit of voiceover work at the start and the end. And a few few almost funny jokes thrown in every now and again. (laughs) they are almost, but that's what's so good about them. They're almost funny. They're almost almost funny that they're funny. Yeah, yeah, they're sort of like a dad joke, but better. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, so you're busy. You're busy out there helping other people get better lives and growing yourself at the same time. So, what do you do for fun? How do you relax from this? Because this sounds like the kind of thing that, and just you know, you're obviously incredibly passionate about it because you know your energy levels have lifted the more you've talked about it. So, how do you relax? How do you turn off from you know, in quotation marks, work? Um, because it sounds like what you're doing is such joy for you that it's not really work. So, how do you chill? Well, that's the holy grail, isn't it? Like when we actually do work that isn't work, you know, that to me is like. I want everyone to have that life, really. Mm. Um, uh, so my major thing that I do is I meditate. Mm-hmm. Um, like I love meditating, and meditating has been completely transformational. And you've probably heard me talk about it on the, the Business Addicts podcast a lot. Meditation is the key. Is the key to the key to key to your heart. The key mm. to really understanding who you are. So I meditate a lot. I obviously I love exercising. I walk. I ride my bike. Um, I've got a farm that I go to um, every couple of weeks and I just go and hang out there. I just pot around on my own. But the thing is, Warwick, I'm so content and happy in my life. I'm, I'm not, I haven't built a life I actually really need to escape from. And I find my work honestly brings me so much joy. And um, I wish I had more time to work, to be honest with you. I've got two really little kids that require <laughs> Uh, you know, my attention and that I think is probably one of the biggest challenges that I have and I think this is the same for most people, working people, is, you know, it's finding that balance between, you know, spending time with your family and your loved ones and doing what you love, which is your work, you know, and my, you know, I just want everyone to love what they do as much as I do. All right. Now, um, I'm going to be maybe not controversial, but I'm going to challenge a little bit here in that uh, a lot of the stuff that you've talked about 
a lot of them are a little bit, um, I won't say softer topics, but for the hardcore management and stereotypically men out there who are, oh, you've got to manage to the numbers and the books and stuff, yeah. they'd be listening to what you're talking about and going, well, that's complete bullshit. So how have you had any people come along who are this hard and cynical and then connected and evolved or are they just they're just not the kind of people that you attract so you're not focused on them yeah so that's what I do particularly with my one-on-one work and it's been an amazing process for it because the idea is like this is the thing and this is why I've had to do so much work internally on myself and my mindset and my confidence and all that sort of stuff because I'm actually going out and saying the way we're doing it is not working and we need to reimagine it and we need to start doing that because people are dying at work, people are stressed, people are having strokes, people are working 80 hours a week. I've got a client at the moment coming to see me who um, has got a bit of stuff going on in her personal life with her relationship. So I said to her, I said, you need to start walking and you need to start meditating. These are the things that will help you move through. You know, we're not even going to start with the bigger stuff yet. We just need to get you a bit more built up and solid so you're better in yourself, so you're managing in yourself better so that you can start to effect change. She doesn't have time to work because she's managing this cultural change project and she's working till midnight and then she doesn't have time to, she's too tired to get up in the morning. I'm like, what are you, uh, like, this is not acceptable. Like, this is not acceptable. So, yes, you've got targets to meet and all the rest of it, but your marriage is falling apart. You're not feeling like you're parenting properly. You're stressed and unable to exercise or meditate because you're too busy doing work. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, this is it's just not acceptable. And people are not coping and managing in other work. And we made a target and there's not even time to breathe before we've set another challenging target. Like, yeah. where is the human element to that decision-making? There is none more. It's not really living, is it? It's not living. So when are we going to actually start to challenge it and say it's bullshit and it needs to stop? So what happens when you speak to some of the senior management people who are at the top of the tree and say to them, what you're doing is wrong and part of the thing you need to do is not be at the top of the tree anymore? How, like, you know, ch- change the power structure so that the employees or the rest of the team have more power. How do they react to that? Well, this is something, a, a conversation that needs to happen because not me going in and saying it has to be da 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 It's just like, you know, how can we actually rethink this? And part of how I actually got to this point where it was um, I looked for work for a year after, in between and after I'd had both my kids and I wanted three days a week, meaningful part-time work in what I was trained to do, what I had a degree in and what I had had, you know, 15 years worth experience in. There are no part-time jobs yeah. in what I do. Right? What, what so the, was that? What was that? What? So, like change management, org yeah. development, project management, there's a million different things I can do, strategic planning, all sorts of things that I can do. I've got, and, and I've got the Green International Relations. Like I'm, and I'm very good at what I do. Like, yeah. I always knew I was good at what I did, right? Could not get a job because I came back. Oh, it doesn't really matter. But anyway, so basically, I sort of understood that the only part time jobs that exist are in the, at that level are for. People that are generally already in a job go on maternity leave, come back and negotiate part-time. But when they do negotiate that part-time, their job isn't actually part-time, but they're expected to do full-time hours in a part-time thing. And then the solution to that problem is that we extend crash hours. And seriously, worry, I, I cannot tell you the number of conversations I'm having with women and men who have left the corporate world yeah. because they can't... It's just not working for their families. And that is having another impact on the financial situations. It's like... What is actually, we've got all this amazing talent there, but this is the structure of work and everyone has to conform and fit into this. And if you don't, you don't belong. And it's like, but it does, the nine to five or the 
bloody seven till eight or eight thirty, and then go home and do some more work at home, and then you can't have holidays and you're on call on holidays. Like, well, that's not acceptable. Yeah. Because we're just more and more and more. It's like the Merchant of Venice, you know, a pound of flesh. Everything's paid in a pound of flesh. <laughs> like, where's the human element to that? And that's, I mean, I just want to really start sparking some conversations around this, and we yeah. actually come in and go, let's just rethink this rather than go, let's look at the bottom line or the, um, you know, like some arbitrary targets or measures. Let's actually just bring this back to let's talk about the people that work in our organisation and, you know, who are they and what do they want and, you know, how are they functioning across every area of their lives? Because if we can actually assist them to be better balanced and functioning across all the areas of their lives, not work-life balance but life integration, they're actually going to be better for work. And that's actually going to lead to a better outcome for us as a business. So why don't we just kind of take a step back for a moment rethink it, reimagine it, try a different way, give it a go for a little while, see if it works, and then we can go from there. And I can tell you the evidence that I'm capturing through the Happiness Hunter and the people that are coming on walks regularly and that what's actually happening to their business bottom line, if we're using that as a target or a measure, what's also happening in their quality of the relationships with their partners, with their kids, with their friends, with their finances, with everything else is improving. So the quality of their life is improving and as a result of that, the outcomes for their business are improving. All right. So if we've got some people who are listening now who uh, can't make it to the walk because they're not in the geographic location or Mm -hmm. they know they're in a bit of trouble and they need to do something, what are three things that they can start to do to basically get happiness back in their life? So, well, firstly, I think it's really trying to just take a step back and just honestly be honest with yourself and just go, what is the purpose of my life? Like, what am I here to do? And most of us never, ever ask ourselves this question, Murray. We just carry on because this is what we're doing. We've been trained to do. And now we're stuck because we've got a mortgage and kids and we've just got to, you know, get through until the next holiday. But actually just take a step back and go, what is the purpose of my life? What do I love to do? How, you know, am I doing that in my life? And just take a little bit of stock of where you actually are at this moment now. And then just kind of go, okay, well, what can I change? Like, what can I actually do differently? to get me, you know, where am I now? So instead of where do I want to be, where am I now? And what can I, what little actions can I start to take to step me closer to that? And taking that responsibility that you're the only one that can actually change that. And if you're not happy with something, what can you actually do to change it? Are there any key things that you'd suggest that they'd start to look at that's going to give them the best uh, return or the quickest return on their efforts? Yeah, well, I mean, look, I've got a, it's called the HQ, the happiness quotient, and it's basically a checklist that people can do. It's very basic, it's very high level, but it helps them look at, you know, we talk about the seven different areas of your, seven elements of your life. So the first one is the vision, like the person you want to be, like what are your values, what are your drivers, what, what is the vision for the person that you want to be? Not your vision board with the things on it, yeah. but actually going into yourself, like who do I want to be? How do I want to be in my life? And what do I actually want for my life? What legacy do I want to leave? What impact do I want to make? You know, how do I want to get to the end of my days and feel that I've contributed and been of service in this, you know, wonderful gift that is my life, you know, and having gratitude for that. Um, so you can download the happiness quotient and just kind of get a really rough idea of where you are tracking across each of the different elements of your life. So that's, you know, your vision. Okay, we'll put, yeah. that, we'll put that in the show notes. Show notes, yeah. yeah. So that's a really good starting place, but you just got to kind of eyeball where you're at. Yeah. And, not, and be honest with yourself and go, you know what, my financial situation is up the creek. Yeah. What positive action, empowered action, can I take in this moment now to start to turn that around? I can work out all my debts that I'm owing. 
I can go and speak to the bank. Pay rise is not the solution to the problem if you've got money stuff going on. If you've got money stuff going on, it's because you've got some beliefs and programming that's going on behind that. So you need to address those issues. So everything that's kind of showing up in your life that's not right is a reflection of your internal state, basically. Right. So, so what do you wish you'd known earlier? Like, you know, on this journey, obviously, you had to come to a, a personal crisis of some description to, to make changes, significant changes. What do you wish you'd known earlier to help make those changes easier in your life? Uh, meditation. Right. I, honestly, I, if there is one thing that the listeners take from this episode is meditate. Okay, and not you're, not, you're not talking about, you know, tie yourself up into a knot and shave your no, head no, and go, oh. Look, honestly, work. I started just listening to a guided app at night. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. It's just, you just have to start somewhere. I mean, the ultimate aim is that you are um, sitting in stillness. You know, you don't need anything else. You can just drop into a meditation into your heart in a second. And, you know, after three years, I can now do that. But that's been three years of daily practice. Yeah. I did, day, I did guided apps. Um, I've done also, I've done walking meditations. Try whatever works for you, but it's literally just find a way five minutes a day to just learn to still your mind and to not engage with the thoughts that are coming through because it's these thoughts that's what causes us the stress and the anxiety and the whatever because we're not living presently we're living in the past or we're having stressing about the future so meditation helps us be very present in this moment now cool um speaking of being present if people want to be present to your walks whereabouts are the walks happening at the moment so at the moment, well, when this goes um, live, we'll have extended. Um, but the, at the moment, we've got the town on a Tuesday. We've got Mornington and um, the Thousand Steps on a Wednesday. We've got Fairfield on a Thursday and Brighton on a Friday in Melbourne. Right. Um, but as we grow, as I kind of get the leadership program and the walks sorted in Melbourne, I'll then be able to take that model into New South Wales. Yeah, great. So I'll basically, I'm getting the model exactly right here in Melbourne where I can kind of, it's closer so I can manage it. Yeah. and just iron out the issues now and, and then, then roll it out Roll it out so that I don't have to be as present. But there'll be a person in each of those states who will kind of be taking the lead on it. Okay. And so we'll also put a link on a show note so you can see at with the time that you listen to this as to where you can join for the walks. Yes. Fiona, thank you so much for joining us today. Your enthusiasm and passion for having people uh, find their happiness or hunt down their happiness is amazing. If people want to get in touch with you to find out more about you and how you can help them, What's the best way to get in touch? So the best way to get in touch is you can find um, me at the happinesshunter.com website. Um, I am on social media as well, the Happiness Hunter, um, on Facebook, um, the Happy Hunter. So it's at T-H-E-H-A-P-P-I Hunter, and that's across all the social media platforms. Excellent. Fiona, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a delight to have you on the show. Pleasure, Warwick. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening and we hope you can get more success.